The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the last episode of Sales Enablement Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been talking about the strategies, tools, and best practices that will help you convert more MQLs to revenue. With us again today is Aaron Bollinger, the co-founder and CRO of Chronologic, and Frank Burns, the company's director of account management. Chronologic, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, uses an AI-driven virtual SDR technology to quantify the value of highly repeatable meetings and automate the process of directly placing leads onto your sales team's calendars so marketers can recognize more pipeline. So far this week, we've talked about how to solve the conflict between sales and marketing, understanding what Aaron calls meeting math. We talked about the difference between SDRs and virtual SDRs and why their immediate response is what really matters. And yesterday, we talked about how to use AI to solve the last mile problem to make sure that you're capturing as much of your totally addressable market as possible. And today, to wrap up Sales Enablement Week, we're going to talk about continuing success after the last mile. Okay, here is the last part of my conversation with Aaron Bollinger and Frank Burns from Chronologic. Aaron, Frank, happy Friday, and welcome to the last episode of Sales Enablement Week on the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. Happy Friday, Ben. Great to have you both on the show. We've covered a lot of ground here. And yesterday, we really talked about chronologic sweet spot, being able to respond almost immediately to prospects who are raising their hand saying, I'm in market, I'm interested in buying. And the takeaway there was the most important thing is to respond quickly, get out of the customer's way and give them a meeting to accept or deny and allow them to suggest other times Great. So we're going to convert a whole bunch of meetings that we would have lost if we had waited for our lead qualification system, if we've waited for our SDRs to wake up, leave the bathroom, whatever they're doing, write the emails, send their Calendly links. Now all that process is done. And all of a sudden we're rich. We've got pipelines like you wouldn't believe. It's just that simple, right? Well, the effect is that simple, but it does take some work to get there typically. But I will say that from a delight perspective, it is absolutely delightful for sellers and customer-facing employees of the company. And Frank has some great examples of, you know, and thoughts just about what he's seen that experience and that delight be like for sales reps. 
So I understand why sales reps would be happy. They just have to sit back and watch their meetings fill up. All they're doing is, you know, taking inbound requests and cashing checks. Frank, talk to me about the love sales execs have for Chronologic and just having their pipeline filled and what's the way that they can drive continued success after the last mile. Well, basically the feedback we're getting is that success on our platform kind of completes the loop and what used to be a gap in their metrics is now quantified. And they quantify it a few different ways. You know, some of our customers are talking to us about calendar utilization across a team. In other words, I used to be at uh, 40% or 50% of my reps on average calendar time was filled in with meetings and you got them to 60 or 70%. That's meaningful. Like I know that equals dollars dropping to the bottom line because I've got the metrics below it around conversion to sales and the metrics above it about how many leads are coming in. You've helped me quantify and tweak that lever. So there's calendar utilization, which we're hearing back from sales managers. And then there's the idea that the accepted meeting is the highest and most qualified lead. So the minute we see those accepts come back, we can give a higher score to those leads than before when we were like chasing them around. And there was a delay, if you like, between a lead and a sales qualified opportunity. So what I'm hearing from you is that there's two things to think about. One, your sales team is filling up their calendar, which I'm sure is great to some extent and then also has some challenges. And the second is that the consumers who are accepting the leads quickly are also going to have the highest propensity to buy. They are ready to go. Have you run into companies who have actually seen too much success? Are there examples of organizations who, when they start seeing more success with the last mile, are actually having trouble scaling? Are they running into problems either with AE's calendars or too full and they need to continue to hire or does it create sales problems? Are there any effects from seeing a boost in last mile conversions? Yeah. And many of them are good problems. And we like to think they're good problems for Chronologic that people are using the tool like crazy. But sort of the one that you predicted is if your volume outweighs your team, and I could have mentioned this when I said the utilization metric is pretty much a good thing for sales managers who wanted to see it get higher. When it gets too high, it's an indicator that you might need to open up a position or try to grow. So we've had a few of those clogged up calendars indicating we need more SDRs on the ground to work this stuff. Usually a pretty good sign. Nobody's really bothered too much about that. I'm sure that there's some exhausted sales reps out there. <laughs> Frank, you've got a great example from yesterday. So I just want to make sure we get that in because you got that great example from yesterday that you mentioned on the kickoff call this morning that I think would be perfect in that response. Just throwing it out there. Right. Well, you'll have to remind me which one I was talking about because it might be the same thing. But I was thinking about a customer who, this is getting down into the nitty gritty of two ways to use Chronologic. But one way is to connect it to a lead source like your contact form. And so maybe you're getting five opportunities a day. Maybe you're getting 10. You get some idea from your web traffic about how much is going to come through. Another is to export a giant list and sort of drop a huge campaign all at once. In that case, we've found that sometimes you need to stagger that thing out. It only makes sense. If I drop 2,000 names into the system, I could overload the calendar's ability to pick it up. So that's a little bit of nitty gritty in how we run it which that might not be the story that I told this morning. No, you told it the kickoff. You told about the rep who was complaining that he had six meetings booked back to back. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, it's a feature that we can help clients with. But if they leave it on the default of give me as many meetings as I can in as rapid succession as I can, then yes, there's a danger that if you're booking 30 minute sales demos, your day goes 830, 9 o'clock, 930, you know, ad infinitum. And we've had some pushback 
So, you know, the answer is just block yourself off for lunch and block yourself off for a dog walk. Or go get a dog in some cases. <laughs> One of the things I want to ask you about when we get to this point of raising your conversion rates, there's still going to be some leads that you're not converting. And when we think about the last mile, understanding our conversion rates are going to increase when we are acting quickly, we're automating the process. When you're not actually converting people, what's the right way to follow up? How are you handling the no-shows, the ghost nurture? Talk to me a little bit about what do you do? You're scheduling all these meetings. Are they qualified? How do you handle them? How are you really building out the process to make sure you're able to be capable and equipped to deal with scale? Yeah, you know, Ben, when you sent over the subject line, what happens after the last mile or success after the last mile, I jotted down two things and I put them under the bucket of closing the loop. And it's kind of my first answer combined with the one I'm about to give. My first answer had to do with closing the loop analytically. So once all this conversion metric dropped to the bottom, what have we learned about the ones that worked? What have we learned about the ones that are still pending? And then how does that feed back into funnel metrics? So that's closing the loop analytically. Closing it in terms of chasing what's left on the cutting room floor we do have a couple of AI features that are going to look at meeting declines and go back to them with comments like, hey, I saw you just decline this meeting. Was that an issue around the timing or something about you're not ready to buy now? Any feedback, welcome. And what we're seeing in those declines is you can get 10, 20% of what you would have otherwise have thought of someone who doesn't want a meeting saying, no, it's fine. You were just sending me content about hardware and I actually have a question about security. And that's an opportunity. So in that case, when you're running into people that are declining because your meeting wasn't targeted, how are you building in feedback loops to make sure that you're changing your process or companies are changing their process to make sure that the meetings that are showing up on your account execs calendars are the most qualified? Yeah, that comes over time. And I want to say we're doing it on an account level, a little more custom style. In other words, we'll look through your 200 declines that reconverted and say why and try to give you some feedback on that based on the text and their responses based on the way they came back. But the other piece, and I'm sure you guys have been talking about this on the rest of this week's episodes is AI gets smarter as you go. So each time we've got enough cases of sorry, Fridays don't work for me. Can we do Monday? the AI gets a little smarter. And equally, if we get too many of them saying, don't send me early morning meetings, or we get too many of them saying, you keep talking to me about hardware, but I wanted to talk about security, you know, that can be built back into your chronologic instances, artificial intelligence. I'll add to that, Ben, you asked about, are the meetings that we're getting qualified meetings, there's a lot of pontification about how qualified a given lead or a given opportunity is. But to the point Frank made earlier, there's a lot of value in calendar acceptance as a qualification. What we really want to know most of the time is, is this person ready to have a conversation? If they're willing to accept the meeting request and take time, that is the ultimate signal that this is good time to connect with them. And if they don't, it's a pretty strong indication that they're not ready and they're not qualified. Yeah, I think that's an important part as we start thinking about feedback loops and, and really success after the last mile is... You can drive more meetings, but actually more meetings gives you more data to gauge who are the best possible customers. It feeds back into your lead scoring and helps you understand who you should have meetings with. As you think about how you use your time, that's really the other thing that's on my mind. More meetings is great. In theory, it means more revenue. It means more resources from your internal team. How are you able to use chronologic and be just generally more efficient using sales enablement to make sure that you're utilizing your team's time in the best possible way? Yeah. So 
just as Chronologic is the world's first active scheduling platform, we're also the world's first calendar monetization engine. And it's to address that question you just asked, which is what is the most valuable use of our time? So with Chronologic's AI plugged into your calendar, not only are we helping to book it out for you, but we are actively looking at the estimated value of each meeting using the meeting math framework we talked about before. And then we're using that to help prioritize meetings within your calendar. So if the estimated value of a given meeting is $1,000, but the estimated value of another meeting is $5,000, that more valuable meeting will have some prioritization in terms of, of how we schedule it and when we try to get to it. And also potentially who takes that meeting. If you've got a particular seller that closes deals a lot more of the time, we have routing, we call it feed the beast that enables companies to actually have some of the best and most valuable meetings teed up for some of the best sales reps. You're feeding the beast, you're giving the bullets to the top gun. And I think that's a great way to use artificial intelligence is understanding that not all leads are created equal, not all sales reps are created equal as well. Frank, you're in account management. I'm sure that there are times when one sales rep says, hey, this tool's working great for me. And the one that's not getting the lead says, this thing stinks. How do you reconcile this from a personal perspective? How are companies starting to think about driving efficiency without hurting feelings? No, it's interesting. And just to clarify on Feed the Beast, you can also flip that strategy the other way. Give the best leads to the worst salesman. Yeah, let the star players sit one out for a second. So like Aaron could be much closer to making his quarter than I am as he usually is. So you could give me more leads to kind of catch up. Depends on what you're trying to do as an organization. But to answer your question, we do see some variance in how our users adopt the tool. And we do everything we can to support them however we can. And then when we sideline the managers, we get a lot of feedback from them, which kind of goes with Aaron's feedback. Maybe it's just sales 101, which is like, I want to train these guys to be devoting as much of their time to revenue generating activities as possible. So if they're telling me that administration is important, I disagree. And if your tool is confusing them or messing them up, I'm going to make it their problem and just point to the guys who are saying, yeah, Chronologic's amazing. I haven't messed around with scheduling a meeting in weeks. I'm just running around selling things. So it's a little bit of conventional wisdom. All the best sales guys the three of us have known in our career don't like doing things that aren't related to their paycheck and love doing things that are. So Aaron, as we double back and we get to the end of Sales Enablement Week, we started off this conversation talking about the overlap between sales and marketing, and really that the pain point between them is getting through that last mile, connecting a lead, not only understanding who it is, but responding quickly and scheduling a meeting. When you think about how AI-driven tools that are helping sales enablement like Chronologic are affecting those relationships, what are you seeing in terms of how marketing and sales teams are collaborating using these types of technologies? What we're seeing is that this type of technology provides the ability to see and actually quantify what is happening at that critical part of the revenue funnel where leads have to convert to meetings. And it provides this really strong feedback for marketers. And essentially, marketers can test the hypotheses. Take 100 leads from one stream, take 100 leads from another, and run that through Chronologic and see how many meetings come out on the other side. And that gives you a really great indication of how valuable a given lead stream is. And it also allows sales leaders to plan appropriately in terms of where they put resources and time 
to nurturing those leads and working them into pipeline and ultimately revenue. As I think about sales enablement in general, my takeaway from all of our conversations this week, oddly enough, the metaphor that comes to mind is ice skating. And to me, when you think about your sales funnel, the thinnest part of the ice is the handoff between sales and marketing when you're getting someone who is raising their hand and you need to be moving quickly to make sure that that lead doesn't fall through the thin ice. Maybe it's a terrible metaphor. Actually, I'm not very proud of it. But the moral of the story here is that what really matters in the handshake between sales and marketing is that you move quickly when someone is ready to buy. And that to me is the biggest takeaway, that 20x of responding within five minutes as opposed to a half an hour is a huge number. It is a business changer. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to have this conversation, excited to talk about sales enablement and really appreciate you, Aaron, Frank, you as well, coming onto the podcast and talking to us about how marketing and sales teams can work better together. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us on, Ben. Before we land the plane on this episode, I forgot to mention something very important. Aaron and Frank and Ben have been kind enough to allow us to test the Chronologic platform. And so if you are interested in hearing more about Chronologic, if you're interested in trying the platform, just seeing how it works, we've actually built their form fill module onto the landing page for this episode. So if you go into the show notes, there's a link to sign up for a demo request that'll bring you to the episode page for the MarTech podcast has all of the show notes for this episode. And you can also just submit your email and that will notify the Chronologic team that you would like a demo request and they'll reach back out and schedule something with you. It allows you to test and see how their platform actually works. All right. And that wraps up Sales Enablement Week and this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Aaron Bollinger and Frank Burns for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Aaron and Frank, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Their company's handle is Chronologic AI, K-R-O-N-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-I. Or you could visit their company's website, which is Chronologic with a K, chronologic.ai. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp. B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.